imagine being like in your late 20s, being worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like that's amazing. That's incredible. And it's so possible for a lot of you folks who are early 20s, late teens. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 111. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. For those folks coming from the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for coming and uh, checking out this show. I actually had a chance to be on that show, and I've been listening to it for years. So it was uh, pretty surreal to chat with Scott and Mindy. And so if you are coming from over there, I really appreciate you checking it out. And I always say at the beginning of my shows, ask me any questions y'all got on instagram as well as if you're listening on apple podcast i always say please please leave me a review it could be one stars it could be five stars i just want to hear back from you guys uh, it really does help the show get out there and there is a new apple podcast algorithm and i am 100 sure that it's rewarding reviews that come in so leave your thoughts and thank you in advance for uh, helping out the show so today this is part three and the final part of getting your shit together financially. And I basically want to talk about, okay, we talked about ripping your expenses down to the studs, right? Talked about how we can maximize our income. Now, once we've created that surplus, let's talk about what we're supposed to do with it. Let's just dive on into it, baby. Okay, so the first thing that I really want to talk about is goals because ultimately, what you are going to do with the delta, with the leftover money, with the pay yourself first money is going to come down to your goals and how you set your systems up around them. So I want to talk about how I first started setting up money goals. So if you guys heard, I've talked about the story of me spending, you know, I think it was twenty five hundred or uh, I don't know, twenty seven hundred dollars at the bar and university, whatever. Right. But what I don't mention very much, I have mentioned it on the show, is that I also had a maxed out credit card of thirty five hundred dollars uh, and I was just paying the minimum payment throughout that time. So I was really in a ugh, tighter, tighter spot. And so that summer, I made it my mission, my goal, my everything to whatever job I had to pay that mother lover down as fast as I could. Uh, because it would just, it was bugging me so much. And so I set that goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay off my credit card within the first month or two of, of, you know, my summer job at the time. And so that's what I did. I put like pretty much 75% of my paycheck. Cause I was, you know, just living at home at summer. And I literally just paid that thing down as fast as I could. And man, when it hit zero, it was just like incredible. And so every summer also I would set an income goal. So I think my first university summer, I set a 10K goal. I want to make 10K this summer, right? And I would, I would track my money. I would track every dollar that came in and out. And uh, I'd really have a great sense of that. And, and I would push, push, push. And, and uh, ultimately it was more so a top line goal, but I also managed my expenses so that I had a lot of savings coming back into school, right? So, you know, first summer was 10K, second summer was 15, third summer was 25 hit that and then the fourth summer it was like 35 or 30 or something and i did not hit that because that would have been just fucking crazy i also uh resigned from my bartending gig a little bit early so that uh that wouldn't have happened <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen anyway but it, it for sure didn't happen when i did that but regardless 
it was setting those goals and really setting up that uh, like setting up that like vigor and, and that and that sort of macro goal that really you know drove my decisions and drove how I was kind of going about shit. So whatever goal it is, if it's paying off your car, if it's investing, if it's whatever, with that excess money, it's going to have to be based on a goal that you have. With all that being said, there are things that I really think you should have in place. Uh, and that should be your goals, but these are suggestions. I would strongly suggest suggest these in terms of order. Um, but you know, after that, it's it's up to your discretion, right? But number one, I would say, if you're starting from scratch and you've, you've got nothing and you really don't know where to start, build up an emergency fund. That's the number one thing you should do first. You should have savings before you pay down any debt. Before you do anything, you should have, to, in in my opinion at least two to three months worth of expenses. I think you should have some cash. I think you should, I mean, people say $1,000 minimum. I think, eh, you know, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500. I think that's a, a solid goal. So have some cash in your reserves, just bare minimum, okay? So once you get that two to three months worth of expenses, maybe it's a little bit less, maybe it's a month and a half, whatever. Just a reasonable sum in your savings account, okay? If, you, if you, we're starting from like absolutely nothing, right? So let's get that first. I would say that should be your goal if, if, if you don't have that. Next, I would say pay down every dollar of debt you have that has an interest rate that's 6% and higher. I would say 5% and lower. I mean, 5% people would argue is high interest. I would say, ah, but you know, that's, it tends to not even be around five. It's usually like six and above or, you know, four and below five is, I mean, I just don't really see it that much, but I could be wrong, but that's kind of generally where it is for me. So if you've got anything that has 6% interest or higher, I would put every last dollar you can to pay that down. I did a debt episode way back uh, and I did repost it as well. I forget which episode number that is. I'll put it in the show notes uh, just in terms of how to tackle debt and how to go about it. I'm a big fan of the debt snowball method. Okay. So uh, that's basically tackling the smallest debt, regardless of interest rate first, then, you know, with momentum going to the next one and the next one. And yes, logically speaking, yes, you, you probably are going to pay more if the interest isn't, you know, highest interest first, which is a debt avalanche, right? You're going to pay a little bit more in interest, but you know, it's, it's the cost of momentum, right? And, and you, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay for momentum instead of just like not doing it at all. Um, and I really think that the debt snowball method is effective. So that is one thing I would really suggest doing before you kind of go after investing, before you go after other sort of ambitions. I would say do those two things <laughs> first uh, because it's unreasonable to think you can just smash you know, your investments off the hop and you don't have to worry about the interest rate on your debt if it's 6% or higher. Uh, and, and I definitely think you should have some cash. So let's start there with our goals and then let's branch out. Now, once you have a little bit of an emergency fund and you've paid down your debt, I would probably pad my emergency fund a little bit more uh, or an opportunity fund, have a little bit more cash. That's what I would do. And then now it's up to your discretion. Do you have student loans, right? You might want to pay those down. You might want to start investing. You might want to save up for a down payment. You might even want to save up for a trip. You know, if, it, if it's been your life ambition to go on a trip, you know, there's different stages for all of this stuff. Generally speaking, I would say if, you know, giving you guys food for thought for setting up your goals uh, for your, you know, savings and your investments and things like that is 
I tend to say if you've got low interest debt, like a mortgage, like student loans, in Canada right now, we don't have any federal student loan interest right now. Assuming the provincial portion of your loan isn't that big, you know, I don't really think it's, you know, a better idea to pay down that versus investing, but you may want to, it's it's up to you. But I think, you know, it's it's not accruing interest if, if the majority of it's federal, right? That's an example. You know, your mortgage, you know, you, I mean, depending on what your rates are, you might have super, super low rates. I tend to be of the thought of, hey, you've got low interest debt, cool, pay it down, right? But you should also invest. I, I definitely think that, right? You know, set up $500 a month to an index fund or an ETF, you know, broad-based S&P ETF, automatic, you know, check out some of the other episodes where we talk about, you know, automating your payments into uh, stuff like that. Well, simple trade, quest trade, it's Charles Schwab, Fidelity, whatever, you know, setting up a, a fixed amount consistently into the market, uh, as well as paying down, uh, paying, obviously you have a mortgage payment. If you have a mortgage payment, that's going to get paid. I'm talking about like extra mortgage payments, right? I'd say mortgage payments, a bill, extra mortgage payments. That's more so a goal paying down your mortgage faster than it's amortized for, right? There's that. But I would say I'm, I'm, I like both. Do both, right? Get the best of both worlds. Some people might disagree. Some people are of the no debt. I don't want any debt. That's fine. Whatever is going to help you stay on track and help you get to wealth faster, that's totally cool. Uh, but I generally think, you know, investing and paying down your debt and, you know, kind of balancing it is, is a good idea. I really do. And so guys, like how I come up with my goals and I'll kind of tell you my process right now because I think a lot of this is is goal oriented. So I have like a three year vision for myself, right? I, I kind of where I want to be in three years, you know, this podcast and the brand and everything is definitely a huge part of that. You know, my net worth goal, you know, my income goal, where I want to be at like 27, 28. And it's from the book Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. There's a guy, Brandon Turner, who talked about it a lot and it inspired me to go read that book. Fantastic book. I really, really love it. I love the vision. I did a whole episode on just vision alone. That's really set up the foundation of how I set my goals now. So, have that vision. Okay, let's work back. Okay, how can we get there? Let's set not even yearly goals. Let's set quarterly goals. Okay. Let's set monthly goals and then let's set weekly goals, daily goals. And I kind of scale it back. Now you don't need to get that intense. Um, but for me, that's really uh, a big thing to getting on the right track so I can figure out what my inputs are, right? Because at the end of the day, everything is going to scale down into tiny little actions that you're taking every day. Are you tracking your budget? Are you investing? Are you automating your budget? Are, are you doing the small actions that are necessary to get to that grandiose, that big, scary, awesome, audacious dream that you've put for yourself for three years? Are you doing the little tiny, infinitesimally small things that you have to do today? to get there, right? And so that's kind of how I do it. I have this big whiteboard and every month I sort of refresh it, right? I do, okay, goals for September, goals for this quarter, goals for that quarter. Like I'll, I'll just kind of refresh it if it's the same quarter. Uh, you know, when, I, when I'm saying quarter, if, if like first quarter of the year. So in January, February, March is Q1, April, May, June is Q2, July, August, September, Q3, October, November, December is Q4. I'm sure you guys understand that. I just wanted to clarify what this, what the fuck's this guy talking about quarters for? Our quarters, dimes, nickels? You know what I'm saying? So that is generally how I set up my goals. And, you know, I have my financial ones, fitness ones, whatever. 
what this board for me is is uh, just like an amalgamation of all of it. And what are my daily leads? What are my daily goals to get there? Okay, so that's what I do. I think you need to set up your own sort of system that works for you and keeps you on track, but really start to get thoughtful about what you'd like to do. And that is going to drive what you're going to do with that excess of money that you've worked so hard to create from maximizing your income and decreasing your expenses. So let me give you an example of pretty much all three episodes all wrapped in one. So I worked my expenses to the core, right? I got them as low as I could while still living, you know, a, a good life and a sustainable life where I can enjoy myself, whatever. I got them to that point where it's that optimal level of enjoyment while being frugal and being reasonably low, right? So there's that's step one. Step two, I negotiated at work, I got a raise or I got a new job or I started a side hustle or I, you know, I did something to influence my income or at least I try, I start, you know, just I, I sold shit around the house. I did something to, to get my income going, okay? Now I've got a little bit of money, a little bit of extra money coming in, right? I've worked the numbers. I know what's coming in, coming out every month. Now, you know, I want to invest. I want to invest for the long term. Nate's always talking, fucking always going on about this index fund thing, this ETF thing. Fuck it. Let me give that a try. Got a little bit of money now. You know, go open the account. Go open the Quest Trade account, the Simple account, whatever it is. Start up. I would open, you know, a tax-free account, tax-free savings account if you're in Canada, a Roth IRA if you're in the United States. If you've got the match, maybe even before that, if you've got a, you know, company match, I would take that. 200 million percent i mean you should do that no matter what in my opinion um but definitely that that is a huge part yeah open up an account start investing with that excess money start putting it away and it'll really really start to add up automate it set up the deposit to be pulled and there you go you know you're a little bit of money there maybe maybe call it like 200 250 you know small amount and then you can kind of build it up from there based on how you've mapped out your goals and then maybe you put an extra 250 into your student loans right? And now you've got an extra $500 that you're increasing your net worth by, by investing, right? And paying down your debt. And so it's just like really simple stuff. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be complex strategy, Forex trading mother, like it can be as simple as I have a few extra bucks. Let me throw it in the market. Let me throw it at my student loan, slow and steady. And I'm telling you guys really at the end of the day, all of this shit comes down to the little small, tiny things that you're doing every day and you know having a regular cadence for your budget checking in weekly because really at the end of the day you're you're just managing that delta you're managing that difference between your income and expenses and you're trying to make the most of it right when i say the most of it i'm like well can i enjoy myself like yeah but you should have already accounted for that in your expenses or you didn't do your expenses correctly right yeah sometimes you can enjoy it but we're talking about the productive delta of your budget right Delta just meaning the difference, right? Like if you're tempted to spend it, if you're tempted to, you know, you know, blow it or whatever, and you think your budget's too restrictive, then like, let's work on that. Let's flex that a little bit. Let's figure out a, a, you know, a situation where you can feel like you're not fucking under the gun. I mean, if you want to be under the gun, put yourself under the gun because that maximizes your, you know, opportunity and your enjoyment, then do that. But I'm saying it doesn't have to be like that. So find that common ground where you can enjoy yourself sustainably, right? While taking that productive Delta, investing it, paying down your debt, whatever the case is. Um, and, and really that is all personal finance is. At the end of the day, you're just managing that relationship between your income and your expense. And eventually if you just do it 
over and over and over consistently over time and you progressively get a little bit better every month you're pushing yourself you're saving more money you're increasing your income you're living frugally but you're enjoying yourself you're doing it the right way it's just gonna add up and then one day you're gonna wake up you're gonna be worth half a million dollars be like what the fuck man i'm like 29 years old i'm worth four hundred fifty thousand dollars. like what happened like you we're not talking about like you don't have to be fucking jeff bezos like man imagine like imagine being like in your late 20s being worth hundreds of thousands of dollars right like that's amazing that's incredible and it's so possible for a lot of you folks who are early 20s late teens what if you're 32 33 right now fuck it like you could get there like early 40s you know you're, you're worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars you are set you are good like that feeling of being good and being on uh, like there's security i don't know maybe it's just <laughs> to me that is just like everything to have that security to have that enjoyment to you know feel like you're secure and you're able to take care of your family you're able to take care of your loved ones you're able to weather you know pretty much almost every storm that life can throw at you because you have the means i mean that's a powerful powerful thing and again for the third time it all starts with those small daily you know freaking goals and inputs that you have put in uh into your budget and into that relationship between your income and expenses and so that's the majority of this episode is just kind of speaking to that and i really hope that this episode makes sense to you guys and you got something out of it because i think like again you do the little things right it's over man it's over in the best way possible so there you have it my friends thank you so so much for tuning in i really 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 appreciate all the support and everything that you guys do for me if you have any questions about how to invest how to pay down my debt give the episode list a scroll i've talked about pretty much every topic to date so far at least in some capacity so i would say go check out some of those episodes i got episode 8486 is investing off the top of my head um debt i know is episode three uh, and i think i reposted it in the 30s or the 40s you know automation uh constructing your budget line by line uh, i mean we really talked about that a few episodes ago but i've talked about that in, in, in a few other ones as well so really at the end of the day you know i think if you can maximize uh, that income reduce those expenses and and have a very productive delta between those two then man it's it's over bro it's it's, it's incredible man hey leave those reviews i really do appreciate every review and every uh, piece of feedback that you guys have and if there's anything you'd like to see in the episodes or anything that i can do uh, to to make the show better to bring more value to you guys please let me know i appreciate y'all boy i love y'all but for now i'm out this mother peace